ladies and gentlemen, to Siza and the Stash. I'm the Stash. With me, as always, the one, the only, Parker Siza. The Stash. What's up, dude? How are you? <laughs> Doing really well. Uh, I'm really sore today. Sore? Uh, yeah, very, very sore. Because after a couple weeks of vacationing, going to the lake and neglecting the diet, neglecting the, the gym, I went back into the gym this weekend and decided to just absolutely punish myself. Max, like, is it is that what it's called? Like, maxing out on, uh, I maxed on different out, stuff? Yep, I maxed out on the hex bar deadlift, trap bar deadlift. So, not the regular bar, but the one where it, like, goes around you. Yep. And then I also did... Tried and, to, and it's on the ground, and yep. you're in between it, and then you're picking it up. Right? That is okay, correct. Trying to paint a picture. Absolutely, 100%. And, and so I did that on Saturday, did a one rep. Got 545 pounds, uh, which I, I really wanted to get plus 500 because I, I haven't touched plus 500 on regular deadlift in a long time. And so to get more than 500 on what many consider to be an easier lift really felt good. Felt good to get back in the plus 500 club. And then Sunday, instead of saying, you know what, I should give my body a, a break. No, forget that. Jump right into bench press, go for a two rep max, get 405 for two, try 416 because we had little, we have little collars that add a pound. So 416 got for one and a half reps, and uh, my whole body is screaming today. Oh, when I when I take a little bit of time off, that's when things really start. Yeah. Oh goodness, it's not really time off for the body. No, right, like it right. is time off, but then the moment that I come yeah. back, it's a million times worse. So my question is, what is the thing in your brain and in other brains of people that enjoy powerlifting, yeah. lifting exercises? What is the thing that makes you go? I shouldn't do this, but I'm going to do it. Like, what is that? What, how, describe that for us a little bit as well. Oh, how did you, like, if you, yeah. you know what I mean? You know what I mean? Like, okay. like how do you, if you know you're going to get hurt yeah. by doing this stuff, what is it that still makes lifters go, yeah, we're going to try this. I'm going to do this anyway. Great question. Yeah, yeah. You know, I we always called it the, when I was in Florida, we I'm wearing the, the CTX barbell yeah. shirt today. We always called it the CTX method, which is the, um, this is going to be a hard swear, so we're going to have to bleep this one. Mm -hmm. It's the f*** it and find out kind of thing. Uh, if you know, work this down. What time was this? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, we, we absolutely, it's the kind of thing where like you just, you want to push yourself. You want to, there's, there's a real joy in feeling this. It's a spike in the blood pressure. Yeah. It's the, it's this, this are you going to let gravity win right. moment and then to say Fuck it i'm gonna go for it i'm gonna lift as heavy as possible and then deal with the repercussions after and most of the time back in florida this was done hand in hand with having a Coors Light in my hand. Mm -hmm. Now I'm at Nebraska gyms and they don't necessarily let you drink right. while you lift right. yet. Uh, wait till I Could open get, up yeah. my gym, brother. <laughs> when I open up a gym in Lincoln, oh boy, people are going to be thinking, is this a bar? Yeah. Is this a gym? What is happening here? There's so much alcohol being flooded your own, in. Uh, get your own uh, brewery as well. Get, <gasps> get your own, make your own brewery yes. too at this thing. You the know? barbell something brew, like a, brother. Something that's like, a, and, and trust me, I don't know the science. I don't know how this would work. But like a pre-workout <laughs> and a, and a alcohol. You a pre-workout vodka? Now we're thinking? talking. Yeah, yeah. That genius. Again, <laughs> I'm, I, am, I don't know anything about pre work out anything about that but that seems like a hot sell if i you think can, so you get i mean one of those all of us power lifters we love two things we love uh high blood pressure and we yeah <laughs> and we love getting hammered and so because one one calms you down one gets you fired up yep. brother yep. so no it's a good idea a, a pre-workout but in the form of a bud light or a miller light or something like that I think there's there's got to be a market for that. Be. A, a, a pre workout beer, if there already isn't one, or maybe not just beer, but alcohol in general. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know how that would. I mean, work there though. are plenty of people that mix pre workout with yeah, like do. you know they like seen the Jack Daniels. Yeah, <laughs> like all right, I got their hands are shaking. Yeah. They're like all right, I gotta get through my workout. Brother. Four locos are pretty much pre workout. That's exactly in and of it. Itself. I mean, oh, yeah. I'm, 
Dude, I've never been a Four loco guy. I, Even when I was in college, I couldn't ever. I was never been an energy drink guy. So yeah, Four yeah. loco has been off the table for me. I was definitely on the crave for a Were little you? bit. Oh yeah. yeah, a lot of Four Locos for a good period, and then and then yeah, it just got <laughs> it got like, what are we doing? <laughs> Did here? you get burned one time drinking Four Locos? Get like, burned like 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 you know how everyone has the alcohol that it's like i'll never touch it again right no 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 it was just uh this gives me too much energy i don't really feel good when you know like <laughs> after the process and then and then just being violently hung over i'm sure just uh caused me and i could have one right now before yeah. loco but i don't yeah come do on you, i don't need any of do that. you have a story like that do you have an alcohol that you won't touch uh UV blue. I haven't had UV blue in since high school, but yeah. that I don't even count that because you know I could probably drink it no problem right now. Probably but drink I it just fine. Remember, it's more of a. I remember a high, the high school Parker getting sick on UV blue <laughs> and uh, and just what that tasted like, and, yeah. and it, I could still taste it right now. So I mean, <laughs> you know, uh, but I could still have it. I, yeah, no, I. I've thrown up on a lot of alcohols. I'll tell you that, just right? like just like everybody. But yeah, I can usually I can usually have it again. Yeah, so. I'm the same way. I've had a lot of I've had a lot of bad nights. I uh, know people who can't have tequila anymore. I yeah, know people who can't have like a bourbon, uh, a, think, a specific kind anymore. Or what, stuff back like when that. my dad drank, his thing was he would never touch gin again. Like he had a bad gin night and it was over for him. And so he's never touched gin ever since. Uh, but I've never met an alcohol that I haven't let hurt me again. You know, I mean, I, the number of times I have blacked out on Fireball, and I still yeah. like when 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 friends come over, I've got a, a keg of Fireball. It's got three spigots. It's fantastic, and I love it. I don't know why, but Fireball it is a, it's I'm in an abusive it's relationship fireball. Yeah, yeah. with Fireball because no matter how many times Fireball hurts me, I keep coming back saying, but. But it was me. Yeah. I was the problem. I it, let me change so that way you fireball can ruin my life it wasn't again. You, it was me, it was and me. Uh, I'll, I'll fix it. I'll, I'll get some. That's right. uh, get some antacids. Get some uh, whatever. Whatever it is. I'll, I'll keep you cold next yeah, time. That yeah. was the problem. I, I drank you warm. That was the problem. Warm fireball actually makes oh. my mouth sal. Ugh. Ugh. Anyway, uh, yeah, not good. Uh, I do love fireball though. Love fireball, so and I have yeah. That, that's that's one of those two that like I remember drinking in high school. It's one of those popular ones that uh, still today I could you know? I could chug them down. And by the way, good for summer and great for obviously winter. I mean, winter Absolutely. they're a great warm drink, but <coughs> excuse me, oh, goodness, uh, <laughs> <laughs> too much fireball shots before the show. I guess. Um, drink them in the summer too. They're, they're fireball fireball is right a year pool. round thing, especially like you do a, a winter an autumn. Uh, the the classic go to is you put fireball in your angry orchard <laughs> in your oh dude got me wishing it was football season yeah, that's right <laughs> it is the perfect like October cold Saturday morning football drink oh my goodness yeah giving me chills <laughs> we got giving me chills yeah, fireball you're listening I know yeah, you are yeah. come sponsor you boys right. that's right <laughs> thank you. Uh, but yeah, so the, so my weekend consisted of lifting heavy things. My, I also played single dad for the, uh, for the first time in a couple months, uh, because, uh, my wife, big Noah Khan fan, uh, right. Noah it is Noah Khan. We I've looked heard about up. this uh, person before. I, I think I've heard one of his songs. We were talking a little bit before this. I yeah. don't know who this is exactly, but uh, is he one the, of those like budding music super? Like we're going to be hearing about him in in a few years, and this is kind of like I, his, I think his I, early fans. I guess I don't even know. I think we're right at that point where he has crested from unknown into somebody. Uh, his big song is "Stick Season." Um, which blew up on TikTok, and he just recently put out an album. He, Full confused pop singer, by yes, the way. So yes. yeah, yeah, oh yeah. He just did. He just released a song with Post Malone called "Dial Drunk," I think is what it's called. And he had released the song, and then Post Malone. I think Post Malone is referenced in the song, and then he said, "Hey, I want to do a an, a verse on this yep. song." And so they've just put out that song together. And it's been a big hit. People are loving it. My youngest brother, Eli, is a huge Noah Khan fan. My wife is a huge Noah Khan fan. And he performed at Hera's 
in Council Bluffs last night. And so I was like, hey, spur of the moment, my wife, her birthday is August 8th. Yes, I remember it. And, <laughs> there you go. And, and so I was like, sure, let, let's get her let's get her a ticket. And it was literally general admission standing room only. That was it. It was it, it clearly he is still he's right on. He isn't doing stadium shows. Obviously, he's not doing like outdoor arenas, anything like that. He's not even doing like Pinnacle Bank Arena. Mm-hmm. He's still doing a little bit smaller venues. But his stuff on TikTok has blown up so much yeah. that he is right on the cusp of doing that sort of thing. Yeah, he came about in 2018. Uh, he wrote a song called Hurt Somebody uh, with uh, Julia mm. Michaels, apparently. Got to 24 on the U.S. rock chart. Okay. Uh, RIAA gold, five-time platinum single uh, right there, I, I guess, 2017. But then you, you start like going down his uh, uh, disog- how do you say that word? discography, discography. whatever it is, yeah, discography. Yes. And uh, yeah, the 2022 stick season, number eight, uh, Northern Attitude, uh, Dial Drunk is uh, number three right now on the, uh, on the U.S. rock charts. So that came it's out on the rock charts? Yeah, U.S. rock chart is what it says. Weird. Yep. He's, a, he's definitely, I wouldn't consider him a rock guy. Yeah. I guess the what's the it, definition of rock music at this point? That's a good I mean, point. A little bit point. of everything. Folk, I guess, folk kind of puts you in that category. Maybe folk-infused pop. Again, this is what his Wikipedia says. Yeah, yeah, folk-infused yeah. pop artist. I guess uh, he's who signed with Republic Records. Yeah. I guess indie kind of in sure. would imply rock, like an indie, because yeah. he's definitely got an indie sound to him. Yeah. But it, it, my wife said it was a great time, but. Yeah. The, I just want to throw it out you there. You did not go. I right? did not so go. My, is, uh, she went with my right? she went with my sister Lil and my brother Eli. They went, had an absolute blast, had a great time. And so my mom, you're listening to Noah Khan back at home with your son, <laughs> just, <laughs> just in the just with the headphones and just like I was, I was there, there, please. <laughs> but so I, I was in charge of putting Henry down mm-hmm. and. I don't know. I don't see the big deal. I don't see what my wife saw. So yeah. My wife is the one who puts Henry down because I can't feed him on my own. <laughs> you know? Sure. But yeah. so she will, she'll go around. She's get, he gets tired around 7.30, 7.45. She goes and she, and I'm the one who changes the diaper. I put him in, in the onesie and everything. You guys and have a system, it sounds like. We you, have, got, we, you, got, you got checklists. Absolutely. You, you do this. She does this. Right. Yep. Yeah. 100%. And on a normal evening... She uh, feeds him and reads him a book before bed, and then he falls asleep, and then she lays him down. And I always get a text every night that's like, first attempt is a no-go. So, like, she's trying to lay him down in the crib, and and he wakes up. I I don't know what her problem is. I was a one-put-down one guy. I laid him down. I put my hand on his back. That was Stepped it. away. And he was out. We did it. We did it. I don't see what the big deal is, man. I mean, clearly dad's got the magic touch yeah. with getting the baby down so to bed. She has to be going crazy. Did you tell her this? And like, she's got to be like, are you serious? This Do you think a- I'm an idiot? <laughs> of course I didn't tell her this. No. I know she doesn't listen to the she, podcast. She doesn't want to hear this. She doesn't want to hear about how easy I had it. I made up some story about how he blew out the back of his diaper with a, with a booby diaper. I was like, oh my gosh, he was wiggling around like crazy. Sorry, baby, he needs you. He needs his mom. All that jazz, you know. I play, I played it up. So no, it was a very, it was a very good night to uh, in the Postolka household. Calm baby, uh, calm husband. Wife had a great time at the concert. So you know, all in all, fantastic weekend. So what you're saying is the advice to single dads out there is mm-hmm. this is this is easy. This, you can do this. <laughs> Right, yes. and this is a uniform situation. This is absolutely, like, this works every for single baby is the same. They- <laughs> oh man, I wish. Yeah. yeah, no, that's good though. That's good that you can. Um, that's good that you can do that. That's good that uh, your kid sounds like a rock star. I mean, just like you know. I mean, I keep now, getting I say told simple. I uh, just to how you describe. I wouldn't say mm-hmm. simple, but it's just like man, he just uh, chill baby. He's, he's in bed by ten and up by mm-hmm. by six. You know. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I mean, when it, when it comes down to it, I've I've had 
the easiest first kid of all time. And I keep being told by, I mean, Donna has told me, yeah. uh, lots of people have told people me, ju- would... just wait for your second. Yeah. Yeah. The, you know, your first one was easy. Your second one is going to make you go wild. Like, I'm just like, I don't know. Like, I'm excited to have a second kid when it eventually happens, but... I don't think they're going to be terrible. Liz and I are chill people. Yeah. We, yeah. you know, we, we have our moments of intensity, but you know, normally when we're hungry or tired and that's the only time Henry cries. <laughs> oh, good stuff. <laughs> so I don't know. A lot of people given the, given the, Oh, you just wait, it gets awful. And I don't know the, the, the people that, the people that look at the, Oh, just wait till this. I always feel kind of bad for it Cause it's like, you know, I, I'm really enjoying what's going on right now, yeah. and I'm I'm looking forward to the changes that happen uh, rather than dreading them. I, I want to have a positive outlook on it. And there are so many people that that are trying to trying to bring down the vibes here at, at Pistolka household, <laughs> and we aren't having any of it. No, yeah, yeah. No, that's a good way to go about it. Yeah, good attitude, positive vibes Absolutely. only. Positive vibes only. Did you have positive a, vibes this slogan. weekend? Uh, it should be. You know, somebody should put that on like a, you know, positive vibes only. No, I'm kidding. It's <laughs> everywhere. Um, yeah, I had a good weekend. I golf, uh, watched golf um, per usual, right? <laughs> I guess. Uh, so, so I I want you to take, the, I want you to not be um, offended by this, but I used to work with a guy in Orlando uh, called the shot doctor mm. and we used to do a thing with what what is shot watching and he was the kind of guy who would who did the exact same thing every single day he knew that on monday he was going to wash his truck after the show he was going to go to to Publix and get his his chicken tender pub sub he was going to go home he was going to watch the mets play like it, he he just everything it was, was built out everything was built out we could ask him every tuesday what he was going to do and i could tell you exactly what he was going to do on that tuesday we are at the point now where I can say, hey, Parker, what'd you do this weekend? And in unison, I can say, oh, you know, I played some golf. I watched some golf. <laughs> and, and, and I'm like, yeah, yeah. He, listen, you like what you, you like. And, and, it's, and it's, it's a great, happy, chill time. Don't get me wrong. But I know you played some golf, and I know yes. that what did you play well? <laughs> did you did you suck it up on the course? Uh, What's going on? Played at Holmes and Lincoln, um, which I like. Home Holmes is a good one. Uh, Great course. Played okay, eighty one, eighty two, okay, uh, something like that. So would have yeah, kicked my ass. Over. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and then uh, yeah, watch though. Here's the thing though, too. Yes, you were you, what you said before is totally correct, <laughs> especially <laughs> especially in the summer. But uh, I will say, I have not. Is in the summer, I really only watch golf like twice. That's the uh, the majors. Like you uh-huh. get the uh, PGA in May, you get the U.S. Open in June, you get the uh, British Open usually uh, here in July. So it's usually like those months. It's just like it's all over the place. Golf's jam packed. It's such good drama, and uh, it's getting popular too, man. It's not just me out there. I know. Um, I don't know if anybody <laughs> listening to this podcast is a big golf fan, but uh, definitely people are uh, catching on a little bit. And mm-hmm. I think it just has to do with the different, uh, just maybe the live PGA just drama that gets into it and you know golfers get fired up for it fans get fired up for it yeah uh you they were on an awesome golf course in england uh this week too so yeah i mean hey that's me i get it though <laughs> and someday i'm gonna be finding some weekend i'm gonna be finding something else to do so you're gonna you're yeah. gonna say something else one day and i'm gonna go hold on whoa you whoa. Did what <laughs> oh, let's pump the brakes now man come on how did you fit your golf and you're watching golf in there <laughs> You went to the store. <laughs> you, yeah, dentist. What? <laughs> Come on. Yeah. We'll take care of that during the week. You know? uh, yeah, of yeah, course. We, gotta, we, gotta get we that got. Away. Listen, if we're if we're having a dentist thing on this on a Saturday, it's right. really cutting into my eighteen holes. It's so an emergency dental appointment. <laughs> it's a root canal. Uh, you know, we'll get into more of what happened this past week in golf a little bit later. Let's jump into the Husker Roundup. Yeah, I guess we'll have one this week. There's sure. not much going on, Austin. Here we are in the middle of July, and you got Big Ten Media. We'll, he- we'll hear a couple things next week, or actually this Thursday. Uh, they have Big Ten Media Days, so mm-hmm. we'll hear a couple of things from that. But uh, other than that, it's just been bone dry in, in Huskerland. Yeah, we'll so. be sure to play uh, some of the some of the most notable clips yeah. on it next week. Uh, Going to hear what Rule has to say. It's just kind of his first time talking to the national. I mean, he's talked 
endlessly to the Husker media sure. over the last few months. But, uh, you know, you'll see his clips on SportsCenter. You'll see a Big Ten uh, network and all that. So, you know, uh, it, it's uh, it's an interesting time. You get to how, hear about the team. How many news articles are going to come out saying the return of Nebraska football or is this really the guy? Yeah, or, yeah. Uh, now at well, a national level because, I mean, we've been seeing already those. getting exhausting. They, yeah. yeah, they've been out for forever from – Nebraska fans, but now this is the first chance like the Big Ten Network can put something out of like the return to Nebraska dominance or yeah. something like that. And usually the like the coach says something like there's a there's a point, yeah. yep. and then it's just taken. Like you remember the Scott Frost? Uh, well, the Big Ten's going to have to change the way. That, yeah. whatever, whatever it was, oh. and that was taken out. That first, <laughs> like, that was, okay, yeah, not a great thing to say. Kind of what he said there, that quote, the Big Ten should change its, I'm paraphrasing now, but the yeah. Big Ten should change how they do it. We're going to make the Big Ten change, is exactly. essentially what he said uh, with our offense. And uh, it was, I guess, taken small, a little bit out of context, but still that point that he made stood, and then it, it stood for four years, and uh-huh. that, that always went back. So that was taken, I, I believe, out of Big Ten media days, unless that was his opening press conference. I can't remember. Either way, usually Either there's usually there's a, a quote that's just taken, and then it's just going to be ran with. Yeah. Uh, Rule already had a little bit of that with the whole Colorado stuff. Remember when he was yeah. calling out Colorado? Uh, what? He uh, never called Colorado it, it, out by yeah, name. It was about the transfer portal, and and yet he, Coach Rule said it was taken a little I, bit out of context. I'm happy to coach He's, my guy, the guys yeah, that are it. here. That's it. That's was it. the whole quote. Still love that quote. Still love it. He says he didn't mean anything to to Dion, Coach Prime, uh, (laughs) Coach Prime time. Prime, dude. Quick side tangent. Okay, very very fast. Then we'll get back to talking about sports. I sold a thing on Facebook Marketplace this this weekend. Um, I my sister. Long story short, I ended up with two peanut butter Superman peanut butter jars from 1981. Okay. I ended up with with these things, bought them for five bucks a piece, right? I sold them on Facebook Marketplace to a dude in Lincoln for forty five bucks for the two of them. Great, great profit, forty dollar profit, right? Uh, that's yeah. right. Boom, 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 boom. Right, awesome stuff. I come into, I I go to his house, and his house is lined with Star Wars, Dallas Cowboys, and Superman memorabilia, like every single. Every single wall in this house has comic books. Yeah. All up and action down. Action figures. It. Action figures. Nice. And he had... Cowboys, uh, little mini helmets. Mm-hmm. Yeah, picture it. He yeah. has probably spent like tens of thousands of dollars on memorabilia. Like he even bought like a primetime Deion Sanders uh, autograph from the... Club from the club sales place, wow. which wow. you know those are super expensive. Yeah. I go in, I see that it's like oh five hundred fifty dollars. Yeah. Or they're always the- at those like silent auctions at charity events, yes. and it's like and and you got to go up there and write your name on the paper, and then you look at it and you mm-hmm. already see that it's being bid for for like thirty five hundred bucks, and you're like, yep. yep, that's over. So yeah, yeah. This no, guy absolutely had that, and now he has two Superman peanut butter jars. <laughs> Uh, empty, by the way, have to say that the peanut butter did not come with the jar. Would have sold for way more if that was the case. I mean, come on. You should have just offered a fair <laughs> trade is what you should have. You should have went in there, found the best thing, and went, here, these two jars. Old, give, me, give, me the, uh, give me the prime jersey, and then, and then we're good. And then we're good. Yeah. So anyway, this guy very excited for yeah. Deion Sanders to be in Colorado. Oh, really? So, yeah. yeah, he he just expects to be able to get more autographs from him because <laughs> he's closer. <laughs> but this guy, big fan of Superman uh, and and Star Wars and, and Star the Wars Dallas and Cowboys, Dallas freaking Cowboys, dude. That's uh, some interest. Yeah. Uh, that guy is interested in something. One hundred percent. You were well aware. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> so anyway, so that happened. Uh, anyway, back on Big Ten Media Days. Those are yeah. coming up this week. We're excited to hear the clips. We're excited to see what questions are asked. We're excited to see what news stories come from it. The only real news happening in the world of Husker sports is uh, former Husker Brett Maher. Uh, Maher. 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 <laughs> Carney, Carney, high kicker. He uh, signed a one-year deal with the Denver Broncos. My Denver Broncos. That's right. He is gonna. 
<laughs> so uh, Brandon McCann can can us um, can can it from anywhere. Uh, retired? <laughs> no, did not retire. Uh, I can't remember. I think they just had to let him go. But he was the uh, oh he got canned? Super Bowl. Yeah, he got canned. Uh, <laughs> the Super Bowl winning Broncos kicker. Um, I loved McManus. He was he was so clutch. Uh, they moved on from him. He was kind of on a downturn in in his career last year, and and he's been in the league for a while. So they need a new kicker. Uh, they take Carney Native and uh, former Husker Brett Maher. Uh, who recently kicked with the Cowboys? Had a remember that he had a great regular season last year. Then in the playoffs, he started missing field goals. That's right, and, uh, and it, it kind of became a story. So he I got the released. Broncos got him on the cheap. Then. Yeah, I think so. So maybe, hopefully, it was just the yips. I, I don't. <laughs> Hopefully like, it's hope the yips. The yips. Some people never return from that's the true. yips, man. That's true. You never wish the yips upon anybody. Yep, yep, <laughs> yep. No, that is very, very true. But uh, yeah, no, I, I hate. I love seeing former Huskers on uh, my teams in the NFL. Absolutely. And, uh, we'll take Brett Maher. So uh, hopefully that works out. Hell yeah, brother. Uh, moving on, we got lots of stuff happening around, but none of it is too none of it is like super exciting yeah so let, let's like, just run down it i figured with this you know we're, we're sports pod in a way right yeah. there's a lot going on in the sports world even though there's not a lot of sports happening there's still some interesting things going on we got baseball soccer golf stuff to talk about there's this thing at northwestern too uh that i think we should at least mention so i don't know maybe we can just call this like we're just monitoring all of these stories and and we'll uh the we'll, sports we'll monitor our thoughts uh the sports radar beep, 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 beep. <laughs> yep, just like that so i figured yeah yeah let's just uh let's run down a couple of these yeah here, for so. sure let's start in baseball which baseball has been i i, I watched the mets and the uh red Sox last night it's about in, the mets uh, baby in Go mets, yeah. yeah in fenway uh red Sox. it was a blowout but just like watch there were so many people in the crowd at fenway park and i bet fenway is one of those places that gets a lot of people regardless it's a mm -hmm. it's a historical isn't it a national like site or something isn't it like oh, a it's national registered place i mean it's it's you, they probably always get a lot of people there but just the product on television actual baseball itself the pitches just boom boom i i i, I think we've said this on the last podcast or the couple podcasts ago but baseball is really really fun to watch right now yeah. i don't know why it took them this long to to do some changes but i don't uh, know yeah, it's, man. it's a ton of fun so yeah anyway, ton it, of fun. it was a blowout yesterday and i was still like like watching it with intrigue and the uh the uh the broadcasters were bringing up, you know, really interesting tidbits. They do those interviews with like the, uh, the usually the outfielders. It's tough to do like yeah. interviews with the infielders because there could be a play coming up really quick. You could be sidetracked, but they do those uh, sometimes with like the uh, center fielder. I think they did the left fielder for uh, Boston uh, last night. So they'll just talk to him while they're doing the game. He made a catch while they were talking to him. So I guess oh. that's just good stuff like that. Like if you're watching it at that time, you're it's hard to take your eyes away from it. I, I don't know. But, yeah, uh, yeah anyway, so it's good baseball stuff. is, is uh, in a good place right now. Absolutely. Happy for them. Absolutely. And uh, my Atlanta Braves. Yeah, that's right. My National League team. I have to put that in there because, like, I'm really a Royals fan. But, you know, uh, my Atlanta Braves are leading Major League Baseball with a 64-34 and 34 record, 12 games ahead in the NL East. They are the favorites, have been since the beginning. And uh, they continue as long as they stay healthy. It's look at they. I mean, they've got one of the best players in baseball with Ronald Acuna yeah. Jr. doing some. Matt Olson's having a really good year. Absolutely, yeah. just uh, the uh, is it Ozzy Ozzy Albies? That's it. Yeah. You know it. And I mean, listen, they're fun to watch. They're they're the do the most dominant baseball team yeah. right now in Major League Baseball, and it's not looking like it's slowing down anytime yeah. soon. I forget now they won twenty one, right? Twenty twenty one World Series. I want to say twenty twenty one. Twenty, yeah, because last year it was the Astros over the Phillies. Uh, yeah. What happened to the Braves uh, in, in, in the postseason last year? Um, they lost. I tell you that much. Yeah, yeah, we know that. <laughs> no, I uh, think they lost to the Phillies in like right. in six. Yeah, I think is when they what they ended up losing. I think they made it to the the NLCS. If I remember correct, yeah. I might not be. And, I, you know, because I, I was just wondering, because the Braves, I mean, yeah, they, they won the NL East in 21 and uh, and obviously 22 last year. Um, yeah, they were looking for their second straight World Series. Who'd they lose to, though? Can't find it. Um, anyway, 
Yeah. Almost the same team. They've added a couple pieces. I don't know. Uh, they if they, really if they win job. it again this year, uh, if the Braves can can finish it off, they got the best record, all of that. This will be two titles in three years. Mm-hmm. Starting to talk about a dynasty, I think, a little bit here uh, among what we've seen with, uh, you know, Gosh, who else recently? San Francisco, right? I mean, mm-hmm. like 10 years ago, kind of had that. Maybe the Braves kind of turned the into that. The Astros had Dodgers, a, obviously, but the Dodgers yeah. have won once, right? I yeah. Think, uh, and obviously the Braves have two, but yeah, I, I mean, since that kind of Giants run where they won like three in six years, uh, you know, wonder wonder if there's a team to take that step, and I, I wonder if it's the Braves. It, it probably is the Braves, and plus they have all of this young talent signed through 2025, so they aren't in much of a place of need for a while. Uh, um, again, barring injuries or the yips. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anything could happen. Uh, Cincinnati Reds. Tell me a little bit about the Reds yeah. and uh, Ellie De La Cruz. Yeah, they're a half game back of the uh, Brewers. Brewers. Um, Brewers. Uh, Milwaukee. Uh, that one. Uh, yeah, I mean, the Cincinnati Reds are like the most fun team in baseball, I think. I mean, we we just talked about the Braves. The Braves are the best team. There's a couple teams that are that are really, really good that maybe you could consider. But the Braves have the hitters. Like mm-hmm. They have that lineup that's just unstoppable. The Reds, though, I mean, I don't know. I, I, they're just, they continue. They're the underdogs that are just kind of still up there. Uh, the Orioles are another team. The Orioles are leading, I think, the uh, the American League East. Um, I think and, so. Uh, yeah, they're having a great year. Uh, so, But, yeah, the Reds, Ellie De La Cruz, I mean, every time he gets to the plate, he's like this spark plug that just, like, he'll, he'll get on. He'll just have a little grounder to third and uh, beat the tag to first. And Wild. then he'll – and then – a pitch later he'll steal the second and then try to steal <laughs> like he's just it's massively fun to watch this guy and I, you know, I talked about how fun baseball is to watch now just watching this guy makes it even better and uh, yeah hopefully they can uh, as we've said before as i've said before hopefully baseball can get a few more ellie de la cruises in their sport because it'll make it really good so yeah mm-hmm. the reds are reds are a lot of fun Absolutely. Uh, and then now he's got uh, he had his 36th home run uh, of the season last mm-hmm. night. That leads uh, Major League Baseball. Then, you know, of course, he's like fourth in strikeouts. He's like 100, <laughs> 148 strikeouts on the mound, mm-hmm. uh, 36 home runs, uh, which which leads the field. So and he like, is so he's on pace to hit 60, which would uh, which I think he's already blown out of the water. What? Babe Ruth did when he was pitching. Yeah. He's he already got about thirty games left, and he's what twenty four away from yeah. from sixty, right? And it's give or take thirty, right? Because they're about well, geez, no, 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 it's a little, the, it's more than yeah, that. It's, it's closer to seventy. That. You're right. You're closer right. Closer to sixty five, right. seventy games left. I so think I we're right around hundred game mark. Yeah, he would be on pace for sixty for sure. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. So he he's right there to to hit sixty, and and the big thing coming from Shohei Otani right now is that Mike Trout is out. For six to eight weeks, which means the Angels are not going, if they make it to the playoffs, they aren't making a run. And I don't think they're going to make the playoffs. They are going to run out of opportunity to get something for the best player in baseball. Because he eventually he's, they're going to run out of contract on him and he's, I don't think he's staying in, in, Los Angeles. No, and then and then what happens if they don't do anything? Then yeah, you're right. He's just done, and then he gets this massive deal with another team, and then you're left with just nothing. Mm-hmm. You're not even yeah. left with remnants. You're left with nothing. No so. farm system, nothing. Um, yeah, the uh, trade deadline though is coming up. Uh, it is if I can get the date here. Uh, it's a little over a week away. So mm-hmm. and this story was uh, on July 20th. So I think it's at the end of this month uh, yep. coming up. But I have the uh, the odds next team odds. For show okay. so L.A. Angels lead minus one seventy. Sure, Dodgers though, another team. Uh, I don't see them yeah. trading. I don't see him going across the street. That's plus eight hundred. That's second. Wow, so that would be wild. That would be really wild. It's there's been stars that have done that before, right? What was the NBA player that went? To, was it Chris Paul? No, Chris Paul never played for the Lakers. Never mind. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah I don't think you know that. That's it's a weird but it, thing. It's, Just, it rarely happens right. if to to give a to give a player to the cross t- town rivals or you know go across the street. Doesn't happen very well, often. He could stay in the same state and go to San Francisco at plus nine hundred. Uh, they're in the same. They're in the Giants. same division as the Angels. Right? So. No. Yeah. No, no. Angels are American League. So, it, yeah. And no, the, the you're Nationals right. You're right. Are, I'm, I'm, the, uh, yeah. That one I believe. That yeah. one I believe. That could happen. I, man, 
Atlanta Braves plus eleven hundred. They're fourth on this. Uh, I don't think list. the Braves have enough money for that. Right, right. That'd be uh, unfair. Too. It really would, <laughs> would be. be oh my gosh! Talk about an all-star team. No joke. Of course, the Yankees plus fourteen hundred. Uh, Orioles. Yankees aren't doing dick. Sorry, yeah, I got. Yeah. That's another one. That's another beef. <laughs> Son of a bitch. The Yankees aren't uh, doing dick this year. Let yeah. me tell you. And thank goodness, <laughs> the Yankees. <laughs> I'll do the editing this yeah. time, Parker. Don't <laughs> okay, worry. We need to find the beepers online, like like a good good app. Uh, Orioles, um, the Orioles. Plus I could 1500. see the Orioles. I could see the Orioles throwing everything yeah. at the Angels. Like I think that's probably best case scenario, especially since they're on the rise too. Yep. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Get like if the Orioles are like, you know what? Let's go for it now. Pick up Shohei. That dude. I could see the Orioles doing it. They would be wrecked for the rest of for the next decade after this after this year and the next. But yep. and then uh, wrapping it up with the Mets plus eighteen hundred, oh, and then the uh, Mets, baby. any yeah. other team plus one thousand. So yeah, those are the odds. And I, at the end of the day, minus one seventy LA. I don't think he's getting traded. I don't know why, but I just feel like yeah. Uh, hmm. That would be ma- it would be so massive. I, I don't even the the I don't even know. You it know be- how they're the Oakland Athletics right now, all of the fans are going and they're saying sell the team, yeah. sell the team. Showing up at their ball games, like yes. buying the tickets. It's the greatest thing ever. Yeah. yeah but anyway. The yeah. Angels would have that exact same problem if they traded Shohei Otani. The the there would be riots in the streets. Uh, well, at least in their stadium, because what else do the Angels have? Right. They have Mike Trout, and he's constantly injured. That's it. Yeah, mm. Hunter Renfro too. I think, or, uh, or no, not Renfro. Uh, what's his yeah? Name? I think it's Hunter Renfro. Yes. Yeah, he's on the uh, Angels as well. So, yeah, that's he's, about it. But, about, you know. I was thinking of the football player. Hunter, I forgot there's a Hunter Renfro baseball player for the on the – Oh, yeah. R-E-N-F-R-O-E. Uh, yes, he plays for the Angels. And then you have uh, you have Hunter Renfro, Renfro. for the uh, Oakland – no, Las Vegas, <laughs> Vegas Raiders. Raiders. Uh, and he's the wide receiver. So, that's, that's right. a good one. Uh, but his is uh, F-R-O. W. Yes, yes. He's got an O-W at the end. The other one, uh, the baseball player, has an O-E. So there you, there go. you go. Unrelated Hunter Renfro's. <laughs> the information you can get on this podcast. Oh, so much. Really good. Goodness gracious. Uh, moving on to the sport that you watched this weekend, golf. Brian Harmon won the Open Championship at Royal Liverpool. Thank you for saying it like that. Of yes. Of course. Golf club in England, on Sunday, he shot minus 13. It's a hell of a score. It's yep. low. One by six over a group of like four or five uh, people there in second place. I, Brian Harmon is a uh, top 50 golfer in the world. I'm sure you've never heard of him nope. uh, before this. I'm sure most people have never heard of him before this. He was a really good college golf. He had a really good college golf career in like uh, 2009, 2010, 2011. And if you would have been like in tune with golf back then, you would have heard like, oh, is this guy the next tight is he the next one you know the next great player and his career never really turned out that way he's he's always been this like upper echelon tour golfer he's been around all the time playing top tens top fives and stuff like that he's won two other times on the pga tour in about you know 13 years that he's been out uh but really hasn't uh hasn't broken through with like a big major Mm. win but uh yeah this is his uh his first one he's in his mid-30s so it's like you know usually we've seen guys uh recently like Wyndham Clark won the U.S. Open he's a young guy it's like oh what does this mean for his career now like is he gonna become you know this you know few-time major winner great golfer uh with Brian Harmon though mid-30s like I said you know he's just kind of been up and down his entire career had a great week I don't know, like, what the, is he going to be this, you know, is he going to go on a tear and just win a bunch of these? Mm-hmm. Who knows? But, uh, yeah, he, he, he had a, a tremendous week and, um, he, uh, of course, was uh, getting dogged for his uh, his shot set routine, which I, I showed say, you a little bit earlier. Tell me about the waggle. So he's got a, uh, you know, as, Anybody who's golfed before knows this a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. You're setting up your tee shot, you're setting up your ball or whatever, and you're just like behind it, and you're just waggling the club a little bit, right? Yeah. Like you've probably seen that if you've golfed a lot before, you've seen people do that. For him, and this is his like reasoning behind it, um, 
he's a bow hunter. He, he he's a left-handed golfer and he's a bow hunter, right? Okay. So so think about that. Like he he golfs left-handed but he bow hunts right-handed. He writes right-handed. So that's like a lot of amb- ambidextry yeah. going on there. And so for him, I think and again, I'm paraphrasing a little bit what he said, but it's like he's got to like zone in you know, he's got to like, mm-hmm. like, I don't know, I've never done archery or, or bow hunted before, but I, there's like some kind of, you know, different like ways you move it just to make sure you're sighted in or sure. just to make sure you're zoned in, I guess. It's, mentally. A, it's very much a, it's a crutch it, is what it is. The it, waggle is a crutch for him to just try to focus in zone. in. so he gets behind the club. He goes, waggle, 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 waggle. I mean, they had keep a going. Hold they on. A, keep going. Waggle, a, waggle, uh, waggle, 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 waggle. Do it 15 times right before a golf shot. And they, <laughs> uh, NBC during the golf coverage yesterday had a waggle counter for Brian Harmon, which was just ridiculous. <laughs> But uh, I people should not have a problem with this a because it's not like you know you, golfers take twenty five seconds to hit a golf shot. Uh, pro golfers, I should say, any amateur golfer should take them a lot quicker. Anyway, but <laughs> I, I, come on, we're not just get out there hit it. Uh, but uh, these uh, you know twenty five seconds, you can use that twenty five seconds however you want. It doesn't matter if it looks pretty on TV or it's how you zone in and how you perform, and that's. That's, I guess, his style for it. So sure. I don't know. Yeah, sure. it's it, it was it was very very annoying. But, uh, <laughs> but I bet it was really it was annoying good. for the TV people, especially because you know, for most golfers, they have their routine, and then once that routine, once they step up, one or two waggles, and then they yeah. swing right. So they can kind of cut. The director can be yeah. like, "All right, we're going here because this guy is already set up. This guy over here, he's he's looking down at a putt. Okay, we know he's lined up. Boom, we'll cut to here. All that sort of stuff. It's impossible to time it yeah, because true. it's not a consistent fifteen waggles. It's not a consistent five waggles. It is uh, maybe it's two waggles this time. Maybe." It's 25 seconds of waggles this time. So I feel for the director... Because the that's so funny. You take his ankle. To, you take the director's absolutely. Ankle to, no, that's good though. That is good. There's a yeah. reason why I'm the prod god here well, at yeah. the Royal Radio Association. You know, there's a couple other instances to that too. There's like Patrick Cantlay, another uh, you know upper echelon golfer. I guess we can call him. He's notorious for just taking his time. He doesn't do anything. Uh-huh. He just takes his time. And so I can imagine the uh, directors in the truck going. Uh, do we go to Cantlay yet, or do we kind of wait until, uh, let's give it about 10 more seconds, you uh-huh. know, okay, now let's go to him, and then, okay, and then he gets in his shot, five seconds later, he's up there. Uh, so, yeah, and then uh, there's another guy, I don't let me quickly explain this. There's this thing called aim point putting, where if you have a 10-foot putt, guys will walk up. They'll try to imagine the line of their 10-foot putt, okay. and they'll kind of straddle. They'll put one foot on one side and another foot on the other side. And the idea is to feel the slope in your feet. Feel the so, curvature but it of looks the weird. It looks weird because you're just like – it looks like you're peeing, like, right? In front, <laughs> like, and you're just standing in your line, and then you're, like, sometimes bending your knees a little bit. Uh-huh. Anyway, guy, a lot of guys do that, and they just look Pretty like – Pretty sure Doug was like doing that at the York Chamber Tournament. No, that I... was – he was he was doing a little something. What was he? He might have been doing aim point, but he does the thing with his club where he holds the club out. He does do that. Yeah. He does do that. He may have been doing aim point, too. Yeah. <laughs> it's It's – it's definitely works. It's I mean, a pro move. Some people say it works, and it's like then you you get good enough. You judge in your head. Was that one finger? <laughs> was that two one, fingers. A one finger. Two finger. Three finger. Was it four a shocker break? <laughs> This is a dirty podcast this time. Was it a four finger? And then you just move, you look out and you move however many fingers you were to the left or to sure. the right yeah. of the hole. And then. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> golf oh, a game funny. of game that's of strokes good. and a game of shafts let me tell you <laughs> man we made it put an explicit i think we might i think we should Jeez. title this one oh, warning it gets dirty <laughs> ah, nice leave your comments uh over on instagram at radio guy austin love it or the threads man at radio guy austin yeah. on threads so uh that's golf the U.S. Women's National Team, they are competing at the World Cup. Yeah. And they take on, who Who did they take on first? They beat Vietnam. Uh, that was it. I yeah. saw a story that this was Vietnam's first, like, the first match that they have ever played as a women's national team, right? Yep. Can you imagine 
your first ever match being against like imagine you are like oh this is my first time boxing yeah. and I have to take on Mike Tyson. <laughs> What? Yeah. No, thank you. That sounds awful. That's essentially what it was. Now, I mean, it was three nothing, three nil. What do mm-hmm. they say in soccer? Is it nil? It right? is nil. Whatever, three three nil. nil. So okay, Vietnam, right? You you, you hung in there. A Absolutely. Bit, right? Three goals was nothing to hang your head about. So uh, yeah, that was in the first round of the group stage on Friday, and and now mm-hmm. I think they've got the Netherlands and Portugal uh, coming up here in their next couple of games. I'd say so. the Netherlands winnable game. Yeah. I don't yep. know for sure, but I would Portugal, <laughs> I, would I think we're it. just lucky Ronaldo isn't uh, a woman playing for Portugal, you know, <laughs> or they would be really good. Uh, so, but I think the U.S. women's team, they're huge favorites. Uh, like, they're going to win, you know, the World yeah. Cup. It's just, it's pretty nice <laughs> to kind of have it that is. feeling because you don't get that on the men's side. If you're a soccer fan, obviously mm-hmm. you don't get that on the men's side. The men are not world beaters in, in soccer but the women are and so uh i don't know it's just uh it's kind of cool I it like is that. it is very cool i checked out a little bit of it on friday i'll pr- I, you know here and there watch it every game's probably going to be a boring blowout right i, mm-hmm. I would think like kind of like this vietnam one who knows yeah who knows but uh yeah we'll uh we'll check into it a for little sure bit, I think, so then uh leo messi he is, this is epic this is this is big time he is made his debut with inner miami and he, and of course he scored. Of course he scored a goal. And it, like, if he had gone scoreless in his in his debut match, I think Not we look. all would have raged. <laughs> we would have claimed that Messi yeah. was too old. Get him off the pitch. Yeah. Uh, but arguably the greatest of of all time put in yeah. an immaculate bender. It was, tell me, tell me about it. I didn't see it. Yeah, it was a. I think it was a tie game, one to one, and then uh, Messi had a free kick uh, from just outside the penalty box. Yeah. Don't ask me the yardage, how far away it was. I don't know. <laughs> uh, uh, but yeah, he, I mean, it was a tough play he had to make and a tough kick. He's done it before, uh, but he, you know, it's a tough thing to do. You got to get it past a wall of def- and then past a really good, more than likely a really good defender at the net. And he did that, sent it into the back of the net. And uh, j- the call was my favorite. It was just the guy going, Messi! He just, his voice squeaks about eight times. I mean, but epic. Like, that's my favorite thing about soccer goals is the calls are always legendary. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, they're, they're so fun that you just get a goal forever, you know? Mm-hmm. That so, Beautiful. Uh, but this is a big deal, I think, for soccer in America because you know it's like David Beckham when he came over here and played for the LA Galaxy. It was a really big deal. When, Pele back in the day went and played. Uh, a, I read this uh, when I saw this uh, whole messy thing, but Pele, maybe it was Pele, maybe it was Ronaldinho, whoever it was, one of the mm-hmm. legends came and played a, a exhibition match in like Long Island, New York. And it was just random, really? but it got so many people to go there, and then it inspired that whole area to kind of get into soccer a little bit. Anyway, that's the story that I read. But mm-hmm. uh, like you know, but you get that in Messi's first game, like this, the greatest soccer player certainly of our uh, generation, um, and yeah. still you know at, at the top of his game, coming to play in the U.S., signing with the U.S. team. It's a BFD. Uh, yes, and uh, yeah, so you can I think, swear I'm, yeah. del- I'm I'm in charge of believing stuff. So if you want to swear, go for it. Uh, but. <laughs> but, uh, uh, yeah, no, he's uh, he, he's. Hopefully, this is going to be a big, uh, big turnout for him in in the future. Yeah. And and uh, yeah, all I'm excited I, for it. Listen, all I want to say is that hope. Hopefully, uh, <laughs> Orlando City is able to find a way to beat Inter Miami. I'm still I I'm still an Orlando City fan because of my time in Orlando. And I don't know how they're doing, but yeah. knowing that Leo Messi is in well, Miami is not good. Do you want to go to a, a game and enter Miami? Uh, Messi's team. It would cost you ten thousand dollars. Get That's the out of here. Lowest price. The t- the stadium is small, by the way, too, because Inter Miami. It's not an MLS team. It's a uh, I forget the the league that it's in. It's a, definitely a soccer federation in the United mm-hmm. States, but it's not MLS. So it's not. He's not oh. going to be competing. Yeah. It's a little different. Whoa. I don't have the details, and my computer died. No, so else uh, I would look at it. Uh, but uh, yeah, it it and there's different like that will play MLS teams. Soccer is weird. All right, soccer, soccer is, is weird. weird. It's complex. There's different leagues. They're all partners with each other. They play games with each other. They uh, send. No, they're playing. They're in MLS. They're in MLS. Nice try, brother. 
I got got. You Somebody got told got. me they weren't MLS. <laughs> they they yeah. freaking got you, dude. Yep. Oh well. Okay. Anyway, yeah, I stand corrected. All good. Fuck anyway, that. that's it, a, yeah. that's enough soccer talk. <laughs> I know. Maybe we can prove for this, but uh, tickets. Yeah, we're going for ten thousand dollars. I mean, tickets what were it, ridiculous. When is, the, when is the next match? Tomorrow, Inter Miami. That's at Atlanta United. He may not be playing no, either. Hold on. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Like even if they have games coming up, he might not be on the actual roster but that's anyway. true i mean yeah. listen at, at the ripe old age of what 40 is he 40 <laughs> no oh. there's no way well he's now i got it he's in his mid 30s yeah he's in his mid 30s that's fine i'm still i still want to know how much tickets are going for stub hub uh july 25th this is tuesday so this is tomorrow mm-hmm. this is tomorrow's game two tickets this is they're still expensive. Goodness gracious. This is not in Miami. Yeah. I will say that. It's in Fort Lauderdale. So it so it's not a uh it's not a home game and it's not uh not technically an away game, but you know, for decent seats it's like 150 bucks each, which is expensive. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Those are expensive. Now Messi may not be playing tomorrow. That that this may be the caveat. So I, I I'm fair. not sure, but uh, I do know. Yeah, his opening yeah. night ones. Yeah, it was ten grand to get into the that's wild get into the thing. So goodness, but it was his first game too. So sure, 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 sure. Uh, let's see. I'm gonna quickly jump to the powerlifting meet that happened yeah. uh, this past weekend. Uh, Jonathan Oldham won the Massonomics Lift Hard Live Easy Open. He squatted 783. Benched 435 and deadlifted 755 for a... Consecutively, or how does that work? So right. you get you get nine attempts total. You get three attempts on squat, three attempts on bench, and three attempts on deadlift. He went eight of nine, uh, and he uh, he missed on his last deadlift attempt. Mm. So uh, he was able to get his heaviest squat at 783, and he's doing this... No suit. He's got a belt on and knee sleeves. He doesn't even like have the wrapped knees, which right. is uh, very impressive on his part. He competed at the 242-pound weight class, and he got best lifter on the day. Number of other bigger or big names in powerlifting competed in Aberdeen, South Dakota. Yeah. But the bigger thing here is that this uh, this is a big deal for the powerlifting community because. Massonomics, they have a, a t-shirt company and a very successful podcast, and they were able to fill a 60-lifter meet like that. Mm-hmm. Like, truly, I tried to sign up to compete at this thing, and I was put on the reserve list, and then when I saw the list of people competing, I was like, oh, this is like a real thing. This isn't like, I was expecting this to this be like... This is a BFD. You're damn right it's a BFD. Yeah. <laughs> I, I saw the names and it was all guys yeah. that total like nineteen hundred pounds, mm-hmm. eighteen hundred pounds, which are which are elite totals, like best of the best, like the the best raw uh, total ever is twenty two hundred pounds. Okay, so like to be in that eighteen hundred, nineteen hundred range, I would have been competing, and it would have been like, all right, here's a strong person up, and finally here's, here's Austin the, Postolka. Yeah. <laughs> I get how did he get here? What's going on? He's not even squatting 500 pounds. Why are you here? Get out, dude. So uh, it was it was very fun. Me uh, on the deadlift. People pl- go to this. This is uh, uh mm-hmm. you know this is attended and it's you yep. know yeah you purchase the, tickets to these purchase sure tickets. Tickets are pretty yeah. cheap. You yeah. know like ten dollars or whatever to to get in. They had uh, uh they had fireworks and they had flames shooting up for deadlifts. Now is their goal to try to create a circuit? Like this, I mean, go to different, or will they have different events and and uh, and competitions in different cities? I guess. So what, what's kind of how does this kind of work? The the so they did this through a lifting federation called okay. the USPA, uh, and so the USPA holds meets everywhere. Like right. they they have meets all across the country. So I'm guessing this will be an annual meet that that they help put on and becomes a bigger deal as as the year goes on. Sixty doesn't sound like a lot either, you know. Sixty is a pretty it, yeah. sixty is, it, is a, a pretty normal number okay. of lifters yeah. for especially for a one day meet. I've 
I've seen meets that go up to like 75 lifters and it, you know, it got fire. Oh yeah. He's lifting on a deadlift. videos while we're uh, recording it too. But yeah, yeah. He's got got fire as he's deadlifting. Yeah. That's epic. He's got, he's got the backwards hat and the pit vipers on. Like it's a, it's a vibe. This guy is, this guy's awesome. I met him at, at a powerlifting meet last year, shotgun to beer with him after he bombed out a squat. So (laughs) he, he, uh, he failed all three of his squat attempts. So he was out of the rest of the meet. And so he just got hammered. And so I just shotgunned a couple beers with him. Good times at at powerlifting meets. And from all, everything I've heard, the Massonomics meet has been an absolute success. Lots of people having a good time. Uh, and you know, I yeah. love to see when a little sport like powerlifting gets something pretty big, yeah. pretty mainstream. Oh yeah, and it, it, the yeah, how it fills out that quickly. You know, mm-hmm. you try to get in it. I mean, that's just that's getting involved. That's uh, just you know, what's it called? Mass mass massonomics. Massonomics. That's just uh, on a mass scale getting mm-hmm. out there. You've seen the me wear the. Yeah. You've seen me wear the bench heavy shirt that looks yes. like Bush yeah. Light. Yeah, that's right. That's yeah. a Massonomic shirt. They they've got like a, a number of of beer related shirts that right. are also lifting related, and, and and the guys are super cool. I've talked to them before, and you know they're a couple guys that hardworking in East North Southwest South Dakota. Uh, you know they are they're just good guys doing good things, trying to raise awareness for a sport that I love and that they that they love as well. Yep. So. Big things happening there. Now, nice. I've got here on the rundown, what's going on at Northwestern? Oof. Parker, what's happening? <laughs> well, I mean, you know, we don't... So a couple weeks ago, and I don't remember if we talked about this in much detail, but obviously Pat Fitzgerald got fired at yes. Northwestern because of the whole hazing stuff, uh, yeah. hazing allegations. We don't need to rehash all of that. But today, and I, I just thought I'd, we'd have to throw this in here because today, uh, former Northwestern volleyball player filed a lawsuit in Illinois claiming that the school and that that's in its athletic department were uh, negligent in a response to an alleged hazing in- in- incident uh, that occurred in 2021. So are there right back. now the baseball program, the baseball coach got fired. There was hazing incidents there. Football, obviously a uh, problem right. with it in the past. Now volleyball, uh, what's next? What is going on at Northwestern. I mean, this I mean, is a athletic is department a power, wide. Yeah, this wow. is a power five institution, a uh, smart school, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, a smart institution. It's just, uh, it's kind of mind boggling what's going on there. And um, yeah, I know there's, you know, okay, that right, like Pat Fitzgerald is suing Northwestern because he thinks that there was nothing, right? So there's a, right. a lot of court cases. There's a lot that I think is going to come out, but um, yeah, this is a, a very bad look, <laughs> right? Yeah. I mean, it goes without saying, very bad look for, for Northwestern. So I don't know how they come out of it. In, Are uh, there any, is there any information on like, what the hazing thing was that for football? Well, I I, I think I've heard some for football. Yeah. It, it refresh my memory. Are there any like have the any any specifics come out about football, volleyball, or baseball? For volleyball, this is all that was today. This is just the headline, and they're gonna gotcha. make uh, they're gonna make some. Uh, obviously, uh, she's filing lawsuits, so I think we'll we'll learn more as that information sure. from the lawsuit comes out. But then uh, with baseball, um, yeah, hazing incidents just. Uh, Rough housing uh, in the locker mm-hmm. rooms. Football was kind of the same. I mean, it was just really egregious, just bad stuff. Like sure. just imagine kind of your worst nightmares in a <laughs> in a in a locker room, whatever yeah. in, in yeah, a yeah, college yeah. football locker room, whatever that looks like. Uh, it's I guess allegedly sure. uh, what what kind of took place, and it took place over a number of years, mm-hmm. and um, you know, yeah. Anyway, so so yeah, <laughs> and, and coaches knew about it, and uh, athletic. Allegedly uh, knew about it. We don't want to be like uh, Brett Favre when he sued uh, Pat McAfee. Do you remember that? Just because yeah. Pat McAfee would say, "Oh, Brett Favre, you know, he like gave money to the Mississippi Athletic." <laughs> no, ele- well, okay, you can't anyway. So allegedly, allegedly, everything. Allegedly, but, yeah. everything, but yeah. also allegedly, Brett Favre stole money yeah, from poor people. Sure so did. you know, that, that's a sure thing did. that allegedly happened. Yes. Anyway, so yeah, it's yeah. it's it's. it's not obviously not good at Northwestern, but it is it is good that this stuff is coming to light. Yeah. So that way, all of the bad apples can get kicked out of the right. kicked out of the basket. You wonder if it's gonna 
have a domino effect in other programs. Maybe you start. Feels like some a thing that could maybe, happen. Maybe I don't know. That, that's that's not a bad call. It, yeah. it absolutely is a thing that could happen. But I don't know. It's uh, yeah. We'll follow the story. We'll we'll keep we'll keep Monitoring. you informed. Back on the radar, Monitors. baby. Do, 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 do. All right, folks. We talked for a long time about stuff that didn't really matter. But, hey, we had a good time doing it. If you enjoyed the show, be sure to leave a review and also be sure to let us know if you like the little bit of edge with a little bit of the swearing. It's more work for us to have to bleep it out. But I know I love a podcast uh, with a few bleeps here and and there. And if the people like it, then then maybe I won't be saying BFD anymore. It's possible. And help us out editing-wise. Absolutely. So so we're going to let you be the the crash dummy here. And this, and then, uh, yeah. We'll I will. I will absolutely take the bullet on this one. It, let me know what you think about it over on Instagram and Threads at Radio Guy Austin. Parker Siza is my partner, and where can they find you? Instagram and X at uh, Parker Siza. P a r k e r c y z a. Apparently, it. Twitter is X now, which uh, I don't. Wait. I don't get. You didn't hear that? No, I'm off Twitter. Tw- I've, I've oh, heard. you're totally off Twitter. I, That's I've right. Deleted the app. I know nothing of it. Elon changed it to x it's just x i hate that i hate that so much that's the dumbest thing ever go let that sit with you the rest of this month oh, so, by the way I should gracious. say next next podcast let's plug this a little bit next podcast we want to do the stashies yes the stashies so uh we're gonna do uh, we don't really know what's gonna look like yet although we know one award we're gonna give out and that is the best mustache <laughs> in sports that's right baby um so we're gonna just kind of do our end of the year sport we're calling the stashies just kind of our favorite moments uh like yeah best mustache in sports favorite moment personally for ourselves favorite team all of that so we'll do that next week and uh, we'll take some suggestions absolutely uh, if, uh, if you have ideas well. yeah be sure to let us know either on threads on x or yeah <laughs> x freaking thing goodness <laughs> Goodness gracious. Got me all fired up all of a sudden. Uh, find, find us uh, on all the socials and, yeah. and let us know what stashy awards you would like to give out because we will definitely take that in stride. As for this week, that's a podcast, and I appreciate you listening. We'll see you next week. Peace. Peace.